0: All right. Welcome back. Silver and black today. The postgame edition. Murph and Scott with you. Raiders 31-17 losers to the Chiefs. The sixth in a row. Sixth in a row. that They've lost to Kansas City. Uh, that's definitely something that's got to change. But before we went to the break, we were talking, Murph, about the fact that, hey, about arguments back and forth on on Antonio Pierce as a, as, a, as a head coach. Uh, a permanent head coach. And I, I said, there's six games left, right? So they're two and two. He's a 500 coach at this point. Would it be enough if he went 500 over the last six to be named the permanent head coach? And I think that's the question because if they went 500 over the final six games, I would say that that is pretty good because I picked them to win seven games, right? So I think Mo picked them to win six. I picked seven. So that would put them at eight wins, correct? Because they're at five now. You th- win three more. And so I would say, hey, that's what I expected at the beginning of the season of Josh McDaniels. And I was, and if they got to that record, I wasn't going to call for Josh McDaniels to get fired. So if that's the case, then that, that to me would be, pretty good. I mean, if he's, if he's a 500 coach with what he inherited, including a rookie quarterback and they go out and they win three of their final six, I'd say that's pretty dang good. Okay. So I might be more on your side there because, uh, to me, that would be, that would be a better accomplishment. Now the question though, again, is the future of the team. And that's the one big thing we don't know about champ Kelly. I think he's got a good shot at keeping that job. We'll see, uh, if he does keep that job, then what are they going to do? What kind of what kind of team do they want to build? Because they have to go out and get not only offensive linemen and defensive linemen, but they got to get a quarterback of the future. No matter what Aiden O'Connell does, unless he just goes nuts the last six games, which is possible, then they're going to try to get a quarterback. So then you have to decide what system you're going to run. If you, if you hire Antonio Pierce, then you have to go out and get an offensive coordinator. Who is that? What's the philosophy in the building around running an offense? So there's going to be a lot of those questions that come up as we move on down the line and they're going to be fascinating to watch uh, as, as things unfold. As far as the Raiders though, Murph, you look at this situation going into the bye Now to me, they got to figure out how to get consistent and, 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 and even as I said earlier on offense coming into this, this, the final six weeks. And then on defense, I don't know why, for example, young was not active tonight uh Silvera was not active tonight. What? Some what? of these younger players, which I think now, Antonio Pierce is a defensive guy, so he knows better than I do. But I thought they those guys would both be active for tonight because of the Chiefs and what they do up front. I think you gotta let these young guys play now, man. I mean, look, I, I understand you want to win games, but I don't understand what they're doing. So I think they gotta figure out what's like it's 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 a new season. The final six games, a new season. What are we doing differently? How are we going to come out and be a better team built around a different premise that's going to allow us to win those six games?
1: Yeah, and you know, uh, I, I, I agree with you. It's time to look at the young guys now. It's time to bring them in and, and let those young men shine and see what they have to uh, to bring to the table. You know, that said, early on in the game, you know, Bilal, Bilal Nichols and Jerry Tillery, like, they had, they played pretty strong. Like, the interior of, of our defensive line uh, was pretty strong early on, and and I want to respect, you know, both sides of the trenches, uh, frankly, because the offensive line with Colton Miller, gosh, I mean, does that not look like a completely different offensive line when he's in the mix? But anyways, but going back the defensive line, defensive side of the ball. Um, I thought those guys played well early on, but then again, I feel like you start to run out of talent. So I'm with you that it's It's time to activate the young guys. It's time to activate the young guys and and, and see what we have there. Another thing you talked about was Champ Kelly. Um, I think Champ Kelly's got the job. You know, he was according to reports and you know, I'm, I'm all I am as a knucklehead, in my bonus room podcasting, but the way that I understand it is that champ Kelly was Mark Davis's number one choice to be the general manager of this football team before he hired Josh McDaniels, and Josh McDaniels said, "Oh yeah, and by the way, I, I'm bringing my buddy Ziegler with me, and we're kind of a package deal." And so, therefore, Ziegler got uh, the GM slot, and then Champ Kelly got the assistant slot. So, I think Champ Kelly is definitely going to be the the uh, the general manager of our team going forward. And I'm not mad at it. Like, let's see what this what this young man has. A, I say young man because I'm old enough to say that. But let's see what he has to bring to the table, and let's see what 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 you know opportunity he has because he really didn't get a lot of you know chance and we don't know what he like the influence that he had over the draft and whatnot the way that we understand it is that McDaniels pretty much called all the shots around the draft and whatnot and then he was more of like you know in terms of scouting and whatnot that that's where where Champ Kelly came into play and then also in terms of uh, the trade deadline and whatever we really didn't see a lot of opportunity for him and I think that that he definitely uh, has earned that opportunity and then to go to your third point about what the Raiders can Antonio Pierce keep the job by going 500 absolutely and i think that there's i mean when you again to go back to it we got the vikings which is a winnable game we got the chargers is a winnable game we're at Arrowhead. Okay. Let's just cross that one off and pretend like it's not even going to happen, let alone some miracle. But then you've got at Indianapolis, which is a winnable game. And then the donkeys at home, that's a winnable game. So there's not even does he have the opportunity to freaking finish out 500? He has the opportunity to finish out with a winning record. And I'm going to lean into that. I'm telling you, like we have, we have the ability to beat the lesser or mid as the kids say, the mid-teams in the NFL. And and so I, I think that the Raiders are going to have a shot at that. And yes, to answer your question – if Antonio Pierce does that or even anything remotely close to that with the progression that we're hoping for, I think you give him the gosh darn job. Man. I I don't see any reason why not to. Again, other than those things that I think that he can learn in time and with a full off season behind him and some maybe some really great mentors, maybe you bring in some, you know, some other folks to kind of, you know. <laughs> Well, I don't even know who that would be, but, uh, but whoever those folks are, there are plenty of ex head coaches out there that you yeah, could bring in to, to talk to Antonio Pierce and bring him along on some of those things. Even people that are affiliated with the Raiders, somebody called Tom Flores. You know what I'm saying? Like there are, there are folks out there, uh, that, that can mentor Antonio Pierce in, in his head coaching ship. And, uh, and so I think it's entirely possible that with even a decent performance, Scott, that he's retained.
0: Yeah, and I, I listen. I think a lot of fans feel the way you do because those that talk to me online, who aren't cursing at me or something, they they usually they they're, they're in the same boat, right? So so I get that feeling and and understand it completely. By the way, I want to give a shout out super chats, which of course all of our super chats will go at the end of the season to the One Nation Foundation. Alex D, uh, two dollar donation says, "Are we really going to blow it on Harbaugh again?" So Harbaugh, and I will say I'm not a big Harbaugh guy, but if Harbaugh wants the Raiders job, I can't imagine Mark Davis not talking to him. That doesn't mean he's going to be the coach there. I think the Bears are going to go after, hard, after Harbaugh because Harbaugh would come out. And if I yeah. look at the Bears, I know this will be hard to swallow, Raider Nation, but if I look at the Bears and I'm a head coaching candidate, I might, I might rather go there because I get to pick my quarterback. In, in, in the first or second, third pick at the most. And I'm probably going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. too in the same draft. So I might go there knowing how the NFL is on quarterbacks. Then also another super chat for $10 from I, Daniel Mangis, who of course uh, says, I don't root for development one GM out of the playoffs coming in. And it was there and we fail now on the road, uh, get hard. Okay. So there you go. He, so he wants, he wants some tough love for the Raiders there, uh, obviously, but Look, I think there is an opportunity here for, for this team down the stretch, down these six games, to find out, A, if they have a coach. Two is to find out more about this quarterback. And again, I don't think this quarterback has been given enough um, leeway. I think they need to give Aiden O'Connell more. They need to give him more. I get it, first couple games, and I thought today at times, and I want to get your, your opinion on this, Burf. At times, they really did. like Some of the swing pass, passes to Josh Jacobs, great. They got the pass to Michael Mayer. It came later in the game. I'd wish i like to see that earlier, the one to Hooper. So they're putting some stuff into the flats for him when the plays uh, go that way that allow him to dump the ball off and to look through, besides the nice throws he had downfield. But I don't think there's enough of that. I think if you watch, as I watched the entire games this morning around the NFL, including Desmond Ritter on the Falcons who beat the the Saints – had his trouble too, but if you watch these teams with young quarterbacks, Murph, you watch the offenses, and they make it really simple for them. And yes, they'll challenge downfield too, but they really build a, ra- a game plan around giving him the opportunity to get into a rhythm, dink, dunk, dink, dunk, go long, right? And, and I, I see it at times with the Raiders. I just don't think it's been consistent enough, and I don't think that's fair to Aiden O'Connell.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I watched a lot of, so I, I shut up bit MGM sportsbook. I had a, I had a, a, you know, a couple bucks on a few games today. And, uh, one of them was the under on the freaking Saints, uh, 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 the Falcons game. And then also on the, on the Titans Carolina game. And listen, Bryce Young has got the longest you know of of freaking runway here being that he was the number 1 overall pick and did not look good if you yeah. watch that ball game he didn't look nearly as good no, as Aiden no. O'Connell did and granted uh there he, you know and he's going up against the Titans who have they who have a decent defense but is are not a great football team. And then and then to look over, over at the at the at the Saints and like what mentioned what you said with Ritter. And even the Saints have a pretty good defense. But even Aiden O'Connell looked better than Ritter. Ritter made a couple of good throws that got them in that game, but offensively, the Saints struggle. Anyways, I'll, I'll save all that. Um, point being though, Aiden O'Connell, when you look in contrast to the other young quarterbacks in the league. Not so bad. And he's a fourth rounder. So I'm, I'm totally with you on that, Scott, that I think he deserves a, a lot more runway in terms of the rest of this season and to see where it goes. And, you know, and do I think he's going to be our, our our franchise quarterback for the for the rest of I don't know the next nine years or whatever? I I don't know, and it could it be Jim Harbon, JJ McCarthy coming in? Who knows, man? And where the, where this thing is going to go? But in terms of right now, though, I'm I'm with you on that. When you look around, you've got to allow him a little bit more runway because if you're if you're going to give that to the guys that are drafted above him, then why wouldn't you give it to the guy that's drafted in the fourth round?
0: No, agreed, agreed, and I think that they they just I think the play calling was was bad, and so I think that they need to figure that out, and and that's Antonio Pierce's responsibility. He is the head coach, uh, the OC reports to him, so he needs to figure it out, and and I hope you're right, Murph. Maybe he can tap into people he knows. He's got a lot of good friends in the business, obviously, uh, and, and and including some offensive minds going back to his time at Arizona state. And of course his time as a player, I know he's close with Tom Coughlin. I don't know that I would call him about offense. To Tom Coughlin, yes, Yeah. I don't know that I'd call him about offense, but I would definitely, I'm sure there's people in that tree that he talks to. Um, but you look at that. You also saw tonight a heated exchange between Marcus Peters and Antonio Pierce on the sidelines. I have not seen the video of this just saw the reports come. I don't know if you saw that, but um, that's another thing. Marcus Peters, um, you know, Look, I was all for, I, I knew it wasn't going to be the Marcus Peters. Everybody thinks of when they say his name, he's way past that. It, it's been a lot worse than we anticipated. He's been little more than a body out there. A couple of nice pieces of coverage here and there, but clearly something's not, not, not jiving there uh, with Marcus Peters. And so with Jack Jones there now too, um, maybe that'll happen over the buy. Uh, we might see Marcus Peters. Bye-bye after the buy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get those people out of the building. Roderick Teamer if he's guilty i don't know you know sometimes people get pulled over for duis doesn't mean they're guilty but if he is for what he did then uh he's got to go too i just don't think you need that around a young team where you're trying to figure out what you have
1: no and especially in the, in the wake of the henry rugg situation i mean come on man i mean what let's can we be more tone deaf and even i, I even if there was a, a some sort of a false thing or a, you know whatever a, a even if there was some sort of a misunderstanding, whatever what are you doing out so late i mean come on, man, G- get in the rack and let's it's you got a game the next day. It, it There's zero tolerance uh, for, for that kind of stuff, right. Scott. And right. in terms of, 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 of Marcus Peters, I mean, listen, give me a meek Robertson on the outside, despite his lack of size all day long. I, I mean, um, we've seen a meek Robertson make some incredible plays this year. We've seen the dog that he is. We know that he can go up and challenge the best of the wide receivers on the outside. And, and again, play above, his size and I'm I'm a huge fan of of 21 and it, when we start to see that stuff come out of uh out of Marcus Pearson let's 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 I want to lead into it. a little bit of a positive and I know we're going to start running short on time oh, Nate geez. Hobbs had a hell of a game today and I would love to see you know Nate Hobbs and and, and freaking Amik Robertson. Give me those two guys on the outside And I mean, if, it, instead of a Marcus Peters and let Marcus Peters come in and relieve for something. Because, again, if we're, if we're talking about being in the exploratory version now of the Raiders to close this season out, then get these younger men some reps out, out there because, I mean, look, he's frankly, and I'm with you, he's a liability at this point. And it, and it mm-hmm. sucks. I hate that because it was a really cool story. You know what I mean? Like it was a really cool story having Marcus Peters come to the Raiders, but he's just a shell of what he was uh, uh previously. And listen, that's not going to be good enough uh to beat a team let alone as good as the Chiefs.
0: And the thing about it is you watch it and I know fan, I see fans complaining about it uh, and I get it. And I'm watching it and I'm thinking to myself it's not okay, you see decline in skills and you just you understand that and you're like okay, well he's just not as good as he used to be. The lack of effort, though, is to me the thing. And I'm sure that's why I'm gonna, I'm, I have no, no inside information or clue actually. But I will tell you that I'm gonna guess that the, the issue he had with Antonio Pierce on the sideline had something to do with effort. Cause all you had to do is watch on TV and you could see him give up on plays and just kind of wave his arms around to try to tackle people and stuff. And that's just only, not
1: gonna do it. Only Pittsburgh wide receivers have a lot, have a lower effort on, on, on a play. Like yeah. stick your freaking nose in there, man. You know, I know. what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. You got you got to want it. Doesn't
0: matter where you're at in your career, you're still getting paid, man. I mean, it's just, that's the that's the fact of the matter. So so you look at that, but yes, I think I think they got to make. And to your point, put guys out. The Raiders' problem is they don't have depth. If you look at good defenses around the league, they have depth. You saw one in Kansas City today, uh, and you can rotate defensive linemen and not lose anything. See, the Raiders can't do that. Max Crosby couldn't sit out today. Because they didn't have anybody else to slot there to replace him that would have done nearly as good, even if Max was at sixty percent. So that's what you have to do to build a roster: is you have to go in, and yes, you have to get a quarterback. The quarterback's number one, but number two is uh, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, and then you got to also slot in some. So the Raiders have a lot of work to do, and that's my point. And so wherever they end up, it's going to come down to if Champ Kelly's in charge, he's going to have to build this team. But I think he's got a chance this, this bye week, Murph, to look around the roster and say, okay, Antonio, let's sit down. We got to see what we got in, in, in Nata, Jesta, Silvera. What do we have in Byron Young? What do we have with these guys? We got to start playing them. Yes, we're playing Joey. At least just rotate them. Put them in the rotation with Tillery and Nichols, the guys that are making tons of money. Doesn't matter. It's the point in the season where you need to find out what you have so that when you go into the off season, you know what you need. And, and that's what I want to see from them coming out of this bye week How about you?
1: Yeah, I'd love to see the young men get in there uh more as as just like what we talked about on the corners. And you know, shout out fifty one, shout out Malcolm Koontz, I thought, uh had some great flashes tonight. Uh Robert Spillane, of course I mentioned Nate Hobbs and offensively, Michael Mayer and and Hunter Renfro. Uh I mean you could uh, Jacoby Myers had some great catches. Of course, Devontae was lighting it up early. So our, there are some there are some some players that are completely solidified in terms of their position. The rest of them, though, like, let's let it freaking fly, man. Let's see what we got. Uh, and I don't see any harm in that in, in, in you know, finding out what you got. You know, do you want to do that at the expense of a W? Because, as I mentioned, that there are some some very winnable games. That's a conversation for Antonio Pierce and Mark Davis to have behind scenes, you know, you know inside the walls there of Henderson is does he have the ability to to have a frank conversation with Mark Davis from one side or the other saying okay look you have a chance to pull this interim tag off of off of your off of your your title And I'm going to allow you the, the, the runway to go out there and evaluate younger players. Because listen, when we do that, it's a risk. And that's why you see Bilal Nichols and Jerry Tillery and those guys playing. And, And you see the inactives that you did because it's a risk to play those younger players where they know what they have in those KG veterans. So is Mark Davis going to allow Antonio Pierce to make those decisions? I wouldn't, you know, and I'm sure Mark Davis listens to this show in, in the car on the, on the way into the facility every day. I wouldn't, I would implore him to, to to allow Antonio Pierce to do that. I think you could trust him more with that than you did with Josh McDaniels. So let him freaking figure this thing out. I'm telling you, I got a lot of faith in Antonio Pierce. And I think that he's the guy for the job. And I could say that 150 times, but, but the point around this conversation is that give him the ability to evaluate the younger players without risk to his future. Because I think that's important that if you're going to if you're just going to make it all about wins and losses, well, then you're not going to allow him the opportunity to evaluate these younger players and to take a risk. Right. But if you give him if you tell him, look, man, you're safe and you're going to be you're going to be in the conversation in the offseason no matter what. Well, then, OK, well, then we we give you gives you a little bit of freedom. And then you start to bring in these younger guys and, and to find out what you really have, because I'm with you, Scott. We ran out of talent.
0: Oh yeah, exactly, and 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 that's what they got to do. They got to figure it out. But it's going to be a, a long road, and we won't get quick answers. Uh, fans want to know that the team's yeah. headed in the right direction. I understand that. It's going to take some time. I, I don't. I, until we know who's leading, until we know who uh, is is going to be um, making those decisions, it's it's hard to even think about where things are going to go. And there's six games left, right? So you you want to see what this team can do over six games despite some of its gaps i mean that's just the way it
1: there's is a third but of the you, season left right. that's crazy the third of the season it's not like right. we're right. like you know what i mean it's not like there's like two games left or something like that like there's a lot of freaking room here still to find out what this raider team is made of yes absolutely and
0: and kelly my good friend kelly kreiner they're having a conversation about cj strat he said anybody from ohio state sucks well kelly that's not so true anymore is it and you know me i don't like ohio state or michigan but C.J. Stroud, again, you saw it today, a great game. Anyway, um, the, the situation with this team, though, I think is, again, you've got to learn what you have. you got to learn these last six games to see what the quarterback can do, to see what some of these young defenders who aren't playing very much, frankly, can do. Offensive line, you can't really do anything there. You have what you have, and you just got to work with it. And overall, they're up and down, and, and it's going to be what it's going to be until you figure out either in the draft – or in free agency. Murph, as always, we talked about some of the super chats we got tonight. And thanks to all those people who donated money to the One Nation Foundation, which of course, Murph is repping. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see his shirt. And uh, we take this time of the show. Murph, tell everybody about the One Nation Foundation, where these super chats are going, and how they can reach out to you guys if they want to be involved in this great, great charity.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So the One Nation Foundation is our nonprofit that we uh we started based on uh the Raiders fan radio listening audience when we figured out we could make some money with this show. And so we uh we started our, our own nonprofit to give away to Raiders related charities. So we've given to uh the Max Crosby Foundation most recently. Uh we give to the good folks at Raider Dad who take underprivileged kids to Raider games and uh and not only give those kids to the opportunity to go to a game but share that uh that experience with their parental figures and we also give to the Blitnikoff Foundation uh who brings in um, young women at risk of domestic violence and substance abuse, and so we're so very thankful for the work that all three of those organizations are doing, and we've given to a multitude of others uh, over the years. But those are the three main focuses uh, for our year, and so we can't do that Raider Nation without you. Um, whether that's uh, direct donations that we get, whether that's you buying a shirt, uh, going to our T Public site, or uh, you know anywhere else, which you can find on uh, our, our website, which is at Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, whether it's direct donations, merch sales, advertising, any of that stuff, we give 100% of that money to the foundation and give it to Raiders related charities and even if you're not able to uh, contribute monetarily, we just ask that you give us a like, give us a subscribe give us a thumbs up, you know you're, you're getting ready to be around a whole bunch of family or with around a bunch of your Raider friends and family, tell them about our show please, and it's not about promoting our show it's about promoting the foundation and we can't thank Scott enough uh, for this platform here at Silver and Black today, Scott we love you so much and look forward to seeing you here in the fan cave scott's gonna join us live here in in just a couple of weeks and also i got one last thing for you scott let's give it up raider nation happy birthday scott oh thank you man i want to stop counting now though (laughs) that's what valerie tells me she yelled at me the other day she's like you got to get all specific about age i'm like oh gosh it was the biggest fight we ever had (laughs) Ah, well, at least you didn't come home in a Chiefs t-shirt. So you got that going
0: for you. Well, that's true. Uh, (laughs) Then it would have to be over. That would be sad. So we we don't have that situation, though. So that's good. (laughs) Uh, No, man. But as always, we appreciate you. We appreciate everything that you guys do. Of course, Michelle and Jeff and, of course, your Uncle Mosh as well. Everybody involved there is doing a great job. So we thank you guys for that. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday. It's great. I'm usually working kind of late on Wednesdays. And so when I'm working – now, and I usually like to have a cigar while I'm working at night. And so now it's cold. So I have to do it in the garage. So I'm watching Murph and the crew in a jacket in the garage with cigar, <laughs> working on my sports not stuff. So uh, it's it's a good time. But I invite you guys to join us. And, and I want to thank everybody else for being out there too tonight. Murph, we will uh, talk to you in a couple of weeks. We have the bye week. We actually have a Sunday with no Raider football, which is both good and bad, right? Cause you can kind of get a respite from it, but at the same time you don't have it, which is, I know for fans is a huge deal. So uh, we will talk to you in just a couple weeks and then we'll
1: see you uh, in December as well. Sounds good, brother. I look forward to seeing my, uh, my blood pressure regulate my heart rate jumping <laughs> down into the forties. <laughs> I
0: love it. Thanks Murph. I appreciate it. And I appreciate everybody else out there watching or listening to the show. If you're listening to us on Monday, good Monday morning. If not, You were with us on Sunday on the live show here on YouTube, and I'm watching the comments here, still seeing you guys going at it in there, too, and appreciate what's going on. Uh, Thank you for the birthday vibe, and also, uh, what else? Uh, You guys are agreeing with each other, disagreeing with each other. It's all good, Uh, but I do think uh, there's a discussion happening in the chat about on- The quarterback, offensive line, defensive line, what would you draft first? And I will tell you, it's always quarterback number one in the NFL. And then closely behind that, offensive line and defensive line. So that's where we're at. We'll do a whole separate show. Mo and I are going to talk about it. This week, So make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, your audio. We'd appreciate it. Even if you watch us mostly on YouTube, just do me a favor and subscribe over on the audio side. We we do thank you for that. And if you're with us on YouTube, thank you. Make sure you hit the subscription and the notifications bell. That way, every time we have a new video, you will be notified. For our producer, Mike Robbie who you don't get to ever see but he does a lot of work to keep this puppy going. We appreciate what he does for Momotin, for Murph, my co-host on the post-game show. I'm Scalcol Branson. This has been Silver and Black Today. We will talk to you guys again on Tuesday. Take care.